On the Hunters Advantage podcast, we talk to companies like Drury Outdoors, Vortex Optics, Sitka Gear, the National Wild Turkey Federation, and many more, all to help you. Whether you're a compound bow hunter, a traditional bow hunter, rifle hunter, or however you choose to chase your game, this podcast is the one for you. Whether you want to learn how to spot and stock elk in Colorado, how to conserve public lands, or how to start a business in the outdoor industry, we got you covered. I'm Christian Babcock. I'm going to be your host of this podcast, and my goal is to help you become the best overall hunter you can be by bringing you high-quality tips, strategy, and gear review information from brands and guests that you can trust. Thanks for tuning in on your drive to work while you're at the gym, drinking your morning coffee, or whatever you choose to do while consuming the Hunter's Advantage podcast. We appreciate your time. Joining me on the podcast now is Matt Pell, the CEO of Acubo. Uh, maybe you could just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself um, and your role at Acubo. Hey, what's up, Christian? Uh, thank you for having me, first off. And uh, yeah, man, my role at Acubo. So uh, CEO and uh, co-founder and uh, inventor of, of the Acubo products. And uh, I guess if you're not familiar w- with what they are, uh, the Acubo is a uh, archery training system. Um, it's got, you know, kind of a, a lot of different purposes purposes depending on your own personal needs and goals uh which we can get into uh but yeah it's a uh it's the world's um best archery training system i would uh and then you know maybe i'm a little bit biased but i I think there would be kind of a lot of people that could agree with us on that i think so for sure uh so what was the inspiration behind creating it um what was the need you know why did you guys decide to create it um, yeah, well, I guess taking a, a few steps back, uh, my background is in uh, uh, engineering and uh, engineer by trade, and that's what I studied in college and then uh, did that for some time uh, outside of college. But um, ever since, you know, I was a little kid, uh, I've been an avid outdoorsman, um, whether it was hunting, fishing. And uh, when I was about 10 years old, I, I started shooting a bow and uh, really enjoyed it and uh, got, you know, as I got more into it, I got a little bit more serious and, and uh, I had been introduced to, to hunting and fishing and um, all of a sudden bow hunting was, was now an opportunity for me. So when I was about 12, 13 years old, I actually started, um, I would have my, my parents or grandparents uh, drop me off and uh, I'd go out and, and bow hunt some of the public areas uh, around where where I live here in central Illinois. And uh, there's a lot of good public uh, public land bow hunting opportunities here in Illinois. Um, just as a as a side note, if because I, I get asked all the time, you know, people yeah. are like, hey, you know, they they think public land, they think hunters running around everywhere. Uh, it's not it's not exactly the case if if you've kind of navigated your area or or you know your area, or, uh, you know, maybe sometimes it is the case, but you got to find those pockets where, where it's not the case. So anyways, we could get into that too in a little bit, but let me not get too, too far off track. Uh, so just basically a very avid bow hunter from a young age. Uh, in addition to that, I, uh, I've also been a pretty avid, uh, weightlifter into fitness and, and just, you know, trying to keep my body in check. Uh, been a firm believer in that, you know, since I was a teenager and, and, uh, really just kind of developed a passion, uh, for that in, in high school and have carried it, you know, into adulthood. And, um, I, I guess the idea for the Acubo, 
really was was sparked by combining, you know, those two passions, realizing that, um, hey, you know what, pulling pulling and shooting a bow is a is a physical activity, and I see people struggle with it all the time, um, and a lot of times it's because uh, people simply don't have these muscles, these archery muscles uh, developed specifically for the purpose of shooting a bow. Um, and, uh, it can, it can, and has affected me personally in my own, through my own personal experiences. If, if I don't pick up my bow to shoot it for several weeks or, or even longer, um, I will for sure be not as equipped to make and keeping them, uh, trained in the manner with the specific purpose of, of shooting my bow. So, uh, knowing those, knowing those things, I said, you know what, there's gotta be some sort of product out there that will be able to help people keep these archery muscles in check all year long. Um, you know, whether you're an experienced, uh, bow hunter who, who may think they're really strong and they, you know, can do, do a lot of things in the gym, uh, and, and can, can humble somebody like that but also can be adjusted to, to even meet the needs of like kids or women or people that are just getting started uh, shooting a bow. And uh, I thought, you know, there's got to be a product out there that can, can kind of solve this problem. And, uh, you know, there really wasn't, in my opinion. They've got, some, they got a couple, you know, rink-a-dink things out there. that, um, But they, they, nothing that can perfectly replicate you know, the, the motions and the process of, of shooting a bow. So, um, kind of put my head, put my head down, use some of my engineering background to, uh, put together some CAD drawings and some, um, product concepts and designs and, uh, really just kind of sparked from there. I, I partnered with, um, one of my good buddies, uh, Cody Grandadam and, uh, Cody and I, um, worked together to kind of, uh, get the idea into motion and uh get it into manufacturing and uh everything's kind of led led from one thing to another and and grown from that initial spark and uh you know now we have a a fully interactive uh virtual um training system where you can you can actually attach your phone onto the bow and and shoot at virtual targets through your phone and and get an accurate um interactive feedback of of where your arrows are hitting the targets and so it's it's pretty cool it's uh it's definitely come a long ways from the initial i guess uh concept or the initial idea or or even the the initial uh what i the initial problem that i thought i could solve yeah no i i I agree it is it has definitely come a long way um so how is I think you touched on it just a little bit is how is shooting the Akibo going to help me improve as a shooter? Improve as a shooter. Well, um I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier of when I said it depends what your goals are, right? So it's it's multifaceted. So, you know, let's say Christian, you know, you're you're maxed out and you may be one of those guys that says well, shoot, man, I'm already shooting 70 pounds or I'm already shooting 80 pounds. I don't need to, I don't need to get stronger. Right. That's what, that's what you, you know, a lot of, a guy, a lot of guys, I would say have that macho mentality, uh, that I yeah. come across and, um, you know, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say sometimes I, I feel like I have that mentality, but, uh, Christian, it's a lot different than, than just, um, 
saying, well, I can pull 70 pounds or I can pull 80 pounds already. I don't need to increase my poundage. Um, that's not necessarily uh, what you what you could use it for. I mean, you could use it for increasing your stability at full draw. Right. So. So, yeah, you may be able to pull it back. We're not saying that you have troubles pulling your bow, but don't you think that uh, there's probably a way that you can improve your stability? So so even even if you're able to pull, pull you know, the maximum amount of weight that you want to pull, you might be able to improve your stability at full draw so that you can hold those pins steadier on top of your target. Right. Which is going to allow you to be. Number one, more consistent. How do people shoot such tight groups, right? Uh, if you're looking at some of these guys shooting out to 80 yards, shooting groups that you can put your hand around, well, well how are they doing that? You know, uh, they, it's not that they just uh, practice more or that they're just innately better than anybody else or the next person or their equipment is better. It's because they're able to focus those pins that they're looking through on their targets, they're able to minutely focus those pins so steady that they can go through all the motions that they need to go through to replicate those shots. You know, if they want to hold, if, if they want to hold their 80 yard pin on a dime without it shaking or, or what I call floating around on their target at 80 yards, they're able to do that because they've trained those stability muscles at full draw, those muscles that you can't just train in the gym. Because there's no standard modern weightlifting equipment that you could find in a gym that will be able to perfectly replicate those those muscles interacting together in order to improve that stability, right? So, um, Christian, if you were maxed out at your, at your poundage, you could use the AccuBow specifically for that purpose. Because I can tell you, there's not there's there's very very few people out there one percent of, of people in, in archery and bow hunting that could not, uh, or that, that could benefit from improving their, their holding stability. Um, number two, uh, holding stamina. So like as a bow hunter, we get in situations very often where, uh, sometimes we need to be held back on our target or we need to be held back at full draw, uh, waiting for an animal to kind of, uh, maybe turn their shoulder or, or, you know, take a step behind that bush uh, or out from behind that bush in order to, to create a clearing to where we could slip an arrow through into the, into the right shot placement. Um, sometimes you may be held back at full draw for a minute, minute, minute and a half, two minutes, even, you know, if you can do that and, and keep those muscles in check while you're doing that and, and not, not shake yourself to death to the point where you even need to, to let your bow down, that's kind of like the uh, kiss of death, right? If you're if you're held back at full draw, you got to let your bow down because you can't hold it back there for so long. Uh, you could pretty much kiss that that animal goodbye. Um, so uh, you could benefit in that regard. Um, maybe you're you're trying to work through a little bit of target panic, or you're having issues with um, you know punching your trigger. Uh, you could use the AccuBow simply as a, a, a release training technique to really kind of work through those some of those technique improvements that you're trying to work on. Maybe you've got a new grip placement. You're trying to, you, you know, someone someone told you something said, hey, man, hey, Christian, you're, you're punching your trigger. I see. I can see it. You're punching your trigger. Oh, no kidding. Really? I didn't know I was doing that. You know, um, you could work on the AccuBow just to get those reps in. Sometimes it's really difficult to 
change a habit that you've built up at the archery range. Sometimes it's really difficult because you're focused on where your arrows are striking the target, right? And it's hard to not focus on that. It's hard to say, you know what, I don't care about where this arrow is going to go. I'm simply just going to focus on, you know, not punching my trigger, extending through my release or, or, or holding my follow through or whatever it may be. Um, so you can use it to kind of, you know, build up those, those good habits and, uh, you know, work on some technique things. Um, you could also just have fun with it, man. I mean, the whole virtual system is, uh, it's, it's a cool way of, of going through the motions, shooting your bow without actually having to necessarily, you know, shoot your bow. Like, let's say you're at hunting camp or you're in your hotel room, or, uh, maybe you're at work in your office. Um, you could just, you know, you could get those, those reps in anywhere and, uh, it, it's fun, you know, talking about, you talked a little bit about strength. So from someone that wants to maybe move up from a 50 to a 60 pound draw, is this a system that they can use to get stronger to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, even if, even if you're moving the AccuBow is adjustable from 10 to 70 pounds, right. Um, and it's, it's the only bow product in the, in the industry that you can, you can literally adjust it from 10 to 70 pounds in, in a matter of 10 seconds, right? So you're simply just cranking on a hand dial. Um, clockwise increases the poundage. Counterclockwise, you hold the release button. Counterclockwise decreases the poundage. So it's super easy to adjust. Uh, alternatively, if we look at, you know, adjusting our actual bow, we're talking about, you know, resetting the limbs, retuning our, our arrow rest, retuning our bow sight, retuning our arrows maybe even we need to maybe we need to change our arrows we need to use a, a higher spined arrow uh there's a lot of things that go into i mean it could be a five pound adjustment that you make on your bow that could have a just a, a wave of rebound effects so that's why when we do have when we do adjust our bows man we better be damn sure why we're doing it and we better be ready to make a lot of different other adjustments around that um and so what you can use the AccuBo for, going back to your question, let's say you wanted to get from 50 to 60 pounds. Well, what's, what's kind of the standard way of what people do nowadays to get from 50 to 60 pounds if the AccuBo wasn't in the equation, right? They would, they would probably slowly bump it up 50, 52, 54, 56, 58, 60. And over time, you know, let's talk about maybe an over a, over a, a six month or sometimes it even takes longer than six months, depending on how much you actually shoot your bow. Um, it, it could take longer, but those are kind of, that's kind of the progression that you make in, in turning your bow up now and, you know, without the AccuBow. Um, and we just talked about why that can be kind of really kind of be a pain in pain in the butt. So, um, with the AccuBow, you can use the AccuBow as a supplementary tool to build up that strength on the side. So you can make much more significant jumps, you know, 50 to 55 or even 50 to 60, depending on really how much time you put in with the AccuBow and, and, um, on the side and, and build up those muscles and build up that strength. I mean, you can make much bigger jumps in, in trying to increase your poundage, um, than you can, um, you know, the, the, the more conventional method. Um, yeah. and, and, and what that does is it, it just kind of makes our lives easier for, for some of the reasons that I, that I explained earlier of those, those things that you just have to go through anytime you turn your bow up or down, you just, you just have to, 
it's a wave of it's a wave of effects and uh so if we can minimize how much we actually have to do that uh it's going to be super beneficial uh and and uh much much more convenience go ahead uh, i was just gonna you know i i touched on let's say you're going from 70 to 80 right because the acubo is adjustable from 10 to 70 um the the 10 to 70 pound uh 10 to 70 poundage range is actually um with no let off right so um i've put the people i've put the acubo in people's hands at 60 or 70 pounds and it's a world of difference pulling back 50 or 60 or 70 pounds all the way to full draw with no let off than it is um you know with like an 80 80 percent or 85 percent let off you know you're you get back to about you know three quarters of the way and then the most difficult part of the ex, the most difficult part of the motion that rollover um you know you're actually you're actually kind of getting through that with uh with a lot of ease because of you know modern compound bows today uh with their with their let off so uh sometimes that's people's most difficult thing to break through is is getting those cams to roll over at that the poundages that they can't handle well with the acubo i mean you're you're literally working on pulling through 60 or 70 pounds all the way to full draw. Um, and so you could ultimately argue that that's even more challenging than, than pulling an 80 pound bow. Right. And so you can, you can actually use it, even though the max poundage that it adjusts to is 70. I mean, you can use it to get from 70 to 80. I think this is super applicable, especially for me in my personal life, because I'm moving um, to Austin, Texas here in May after I graduate. So it's going to be um, I'm going to be in an apartment and that's going to be super different for me. It's, it's going to be um, somewhere where I can't shoot my bow all the time. And so you talked about that just a little bit. I was wondering if you could go more in depth into how the bow can keep an archer sharp, even if they aren't able to get to the range all the time. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, think about think about the times uh, that you aren't able to get to the range. So, for example, uh, you living in an apartment or even anybody, you know, if you're living in a house somewhere that's in a suburb suburb area, you know, suburbia, and it could be a 30 minute drive to get to your archery range. You know, so you're looking at 30 minute drive there, an hour that you spend usually at the range, let's say, or even 30 minutes, whatever. And then you got another 30 minute drive home. I mean, that kind of, it kind of requires a, a significant time slot in your day in order to get out there and shoot your bow. If that's, if that's the case, um, which, you know, time is, time is the most valuable commodity, right. For us. Uh, so, uh, it, not, not, if that happens to be your situation, uh, certainly the Acubo could be a very useful tool for you because it sounds like, uh, in that scenario, you know, you may not be able to get to the range as often as you'd like to, to be able to shoot your bow. You know, if you don't have a backyard that you can just jump right out in and, and shoot your bow and you've got, you know, hundreds of yards to uh, not have to worry about errant arrows or be able to shoot at long distances or even, you know, sometimes even if you do have a backyard, sometimes if you've got neighbors and things like that, um, that's not even an option uh, with 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 that because sometimes... You know, neighbors don't want you shooting in your backyard. They feel a little uncomfortable with you flinging arrows, possibly, you know, hit their dog or hit their house or something like that. Um, so let's say that that, you you know, you may fall into either one of those categories. 
uh, certainly it could be a useful tool for you to just be able to do it in your house or in your apartment um, and, and get those extra reps in for when you can't get out to shoot your bow. Uh, in addition, let's say you do have all the space in the world. Um, I mean, we can't shoot at night, right? So it's, it's dark half the time, right? And we can't, yep. we, we can't really shoot when it's, when it's really nasty weather. So it could be, you know, super cold or, you know, maybe a lot of snow or maybe a lot of rain or high winds. It's not really, I hate shooting when it's super windy out because you just don't really get that. You don't really get a good feedback with, with what you're doing. I mean, you could shoot a really scattered group just because of wind currents and things like that. So uh, that's not always ideal. Um, so there's, there's a lot of different applications of, of when you might be able to use it. And I think that there's a lot of times that we don't think about uh, being able to shoot our boat, you know, some people might, might think to themselves, well, I can, it's just, you know, it's easy for me to get out and shoot your bow. Well, you know, how often do you actually shoot them in that case, you know, or, or do you fall into some of these categories where, you know, it's, you know, you don't end up shooting your bow because of the weather or because of the distance that you have to go to get to a range or whatever the case may be, you know? No, I think it solves a lot of those issues. And like you said, gives us um, some more valuable time that we can spend doing other things. Um, so could you explain a little bit more in depth about how the app works? I know it's interactive. I know you can use it as a target archer or a hunter alike. Um, and it's something that I just uh, learned that you guys had. So maybe some other people could benefit from knowing uh, that feature. Yeah, so the app, um, the app is... It actually utilizes augmented reality technology. So it basically uh, creates a, wherever you are, it creates a, a version uh, around you, above you, underneath you. Um, and it's, uh, when, you attach, when you attach your phone onto the bow, the phone actually becomes uh, your bow sight interface. So you're looking through your phone uh, where your bow sight would be located on, a, on your actual bow. And you're looking through your phone, and um, on the other side of your bow sight, you're you're looking at this this virtual world that the app just created uh, in front of you. That's not really around, uh, in and out at different distances, presenting you with different shot angles, quarter facing you. Obviously, you don't want to you know take some of these shots, but um, kind of just trying randomized animal movements. And uh, we've actually got bow fishing as well on a virtual boat where you're standing off the end of the boat, looking down at a water interface, uh, water surface, and you actually have to aim down at the fish that are swimming around, around you. And um, it's, it's, uh, it's cool, man. We've also got bow sight inter uh, customization. So, you know, if you shoot a single pin or you shoot a three pin or you shoot a five pin, whatever the case may be, uh, you can customize that bow sight interface. Remember I was saying your phone turns into a bow sight, right? So, uh, you can customize that interface and you could actually set the yardages of each one of your pins as well um, to really kind of uh, make the whole setup feel like uh, whatever you may be used to with your, your actual bow hunting setup. Um, yeah. No, you guys have some really cool accessories too. You you have this draw, st this draw stop uh, that simulates an actual D-loop um, and, you know, obviously the other stuff. So maybe you could go in depth um, – about those accessories and how they're going to help you simulate an actual bow hunting experience. Yeah, yeah. So we've got some, uh, as far as the hardware on the bow is concerned, we've got some accessories to further enhance that whole realistic um, 
side of, of things that, that we want to uh, try and emulate as best we can, right? Because perfect practice makes perfect. So uh, you can attach a stabilizer onto the front of the Acubo. So, you know, some of our target shooters and competitive shooters and things like that, they'll shoot with like these big, you know, three foot stabilizers on the front of the bows. Uh, they can actually funny. attach attach those onto the Acubo as well and uh, and use those to to simulate that forward balance that they're looking for and that um, that the weight of the bow, obviously it'll adjust that too. Um, so uh, then with the, the draw stop accessory, uh, it is March 11th right now. We should have that listed up on our website probably in about seven days from now. So um, the draw stop accessory is, uh, it's just a little accessory. There's literally nothing fancy about it. It's a two in one. Uh, the end of it is a D loop and, uh, what it allows you to do is actually set your draw length so that when you pull back with the Acubo, um, you, you come to a back wall, right? When our, when our compound bows roll over and, um, those, those cams roll over and our bow lets off, we hit that back wall. That's why, you know, that's why we have bows that are set at 26 or 28 or 30 inch draw lengths. Um, those are custom to the person's arm span. Um, so with the draw stop accessory, you can actually set your draw length, uh, so that you're hitting that back wall, you're coming to the same anchoring position every time. And, um, and then obviously being a two in one D loop attachment, you can use your release as well. We also have a D loop accessory that comes with the Acubo already, uh, that, that you can use with your release. Uh, of course it, you're going to have that little bit of float at your anchoring position. If you don't have the draw stop accessory, um, so, uh, yeah, there's, we've got accessories to, to further customize, uh, the Acubo and, you know, you could throw a wrist, wrist sling on it or use your finger sling. If that's what you use, uh, you could use any release with it. So whether you shoot a, a back tension or, uh, you know, a wrist strap trigger release or caliper release, whatever it may be, um, you can, you can do that with the Acubo as well. I think this would be super um, applicable to maybe someone that's trying to try out a new release and doesn't want to dry fire their bow or doesn't want to doesn't want to mess mess it up. Um, so like for me, if I'm trying to use a back tension and I'm not used to it, I can grab the Acubo, you know, get on there. I get halfway to draw and accidentally fire a shot. You know, no harm. Punch done. yourself in the face. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I hear that a lot. Um, I actually hear that most from our our competitive shooters because those guys are. I mean, those guys are shooting two or three different releases at a time and they're always playing and trying out with, you know, new releases and things like that. So, uh, Stefan Hansen, the number one archer in the world, he's one of our ambassadors. Um, I, I did a, just a quick interview with him last month at the Vegas shoot. And, uh, I, I said, Stefan, what, what benefit, what's, what's a unique benefit that you see from your own Acubo training? And that was exactly what he said. It was, is that, um, you know, when he's using a new release or trying out a new back tension release, uh, a lot of times he finds himself sometimes uh, setting that setting that release off. I mean, that, we're talking about number one archer in the world, right? These guys still struggle with that that same issue. Um, you know, where that that back tension release will go off mid draw, and uh, I mean, if you if you do that with a compound bow, chances are you're going to punch yourself in the face um, or or damage the bow potentially and uh for sure your arrow is gonna go somewhere where it's not supposed to be <laughs> and so uh it's it's definitely useful in that regard to be able to 
just try it out on the Acubo. You don't have to worry. Obviously, it's meant to be dry fired. It's designed to be dry fired. So you're not going to damage the bow. You're not going to send an errant arrow anywhere that it's not supposed to go. And uh, you can really get a feel for that release, you know, if you like it or if you don't like it. You mean, you, you can probably tell that right away. Yeah. Um, so. I think that's great. So how have you used it? personally to help you, you know, on your elk hunts, your whitetail hunts, how is that, those skills that you've, um, gained through using the Acubo transferred into the field for you? Um, well, first, I mean, the, the Acubos helped me personally, uh, able to get up to 80 pounds and I shoot 80 pounds very comfortably now. Whereas two years ago, you know, I was at, I was at 70 and, um, uh, that, that was my comfort zone and I, I just wasn't really comfortable at 80, but um, over the last couple of years, I've been able to, uh, I think it was, uh, probably, uh, maybe, maybe a year ago I switched, I switched over to 80 and for the last, last two seasons, I've been, um, just really comfortable at that weight and, um, had a lot of success. It's actually extended my range. So, um, I, I've killed the last two seasons. I've killed, um, two white tail. One was at 79, yard, or 79 yards and one was at 67. And wow. um, uh, just, um, you know, I, I, that's something that I wasn't able to do uh, beforehand. Uh, it's, something that, it's something that I didn't have the confidence in doing beforehand. So uh, I'm not saying that you need to be able to shoot 80 pounds or anything like that. I'm just saying that because I do, it's given me that confidence to extend my range and be comfortable shooting uh, out at longer distances and, and also be very lethal at longer distances as well. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, it's helped me get up to 80 pounds. Uh, it's helped me. I was, um, uh, it's, I, I've been in situations where I've been drawn back, like, like I was explaining earlier where I've, I've had to hold my bow for, you know, a minute, minute, minute and a half, uh, long. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, there there's been times where i would say in the past i would probably had to have let my bow down uh and you know because of the acubo i've been able to just stay held back you know fully locked in solid and and be patient be be able to be more patient with the animal and not not force a shot that didn't need to be taken uh which obviously can can lead to lost animals and um can obviously or even miss shots um, but, um, and then in addition to that, you know, Christian, I'm actually in the same situation as you, I, I live in suburbia uh, about 45 minutes outside of Chicago. And when I was explaining to you that whole 30 minute drive, uh, conversation, um, that's, that's actually is my, my situation personally. So, uh, to be able to use the Acubo, I can't shoot outside my house. I can't, um, I can't, I can't just shoot my bow as easy as you know some people might be able to um it's uh it's been super useful to to just be able to get those reps in and um you know i find that when i'm not shooting my bow one thing that i struggle with is uh i find myself punching the trigger a little bit more and and i don't it's i hate to say punching the trigger but i'm not as patient with my release so um so I, I'm using, I'll, I'll find myself using a little bit more finger action than I should, uh, where it should be more of a, a, uh, just constant pressure back tension, uh, expanding through my release 
and and then you know waiting for that surprise surprise shot um it's been able to help me you know not fall back into those bad habits that that sometimes we we tend to fall into if, if we don't keep up with our i think i mean a lot of people are shooting i mean they're they're taking months off of shooting in between seasons right so i'm just thinking from a perspective of when it's too hot when it's too cold 5%. this would be I would say 75% of average bow hunters probably go from January to August or maybe even September without shooting their bows. For yeah. sh- for sure. We all know. We all know somebody that does it. We all probably most of the people that we know do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then and then people will get frustrated because they miss during the season or you know, they come across a situation where um they it, it didn't come together specifically because they 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 weren't able to put together the the right shot and i think a lot of that boils down to just you know um laziness of of not staying staying in tune with your bow throughout throughout the year um i think a lot of a lot of um failed attempts at success ultimately boil down to lack of preparation yeah i think they they definitely do um i mean i just think for me uh i've done i've done that before in the past where i haven't used my bow for several months you know and i'm i pull it back and i'm like man this this 70 feels like 100 right now you know i'm like it's and you lose all that all that work that you shot all that work you've done you lose because those muscles in your back aren't stable now they're not strong and they're not used to holding it back and so it kind of just runs everything everything so in in a way this is just a way even from a fitness perspective to stay in tune with your bow even if you're not shooting your bow even if you're not shooting your bow you can at least keep those muscle groups in check uh, when when you're not shooting your bow, you can at least keep those muscle groups in check to make sure that that when you do go to pull your bow, you're not going to be in a situation like you just described. You know, dang, this feels this feels heavy. Dang, this feels hard. How did I lose this? How did I lose what I was what what I thought I had? You know, last at the beginning of last season or in the middle of last season when I thought I was you know Robin Hood with my bow. How did I lose that in only a couple months time? You know what I'm saying? It's super easy to do. It's super easy to do. And trust me, going to the gym and hitting the bench press or doing pull-ups or whatever it may be, it's not the same. It's not, you, you can, you can do those things in the months that you take off shooting your bow, but your bow is still going to feel like a hundred pounds when you pull it back. Uh, if you haven't been training those specific motions. And and I know that from experience. I I I know that from staying in check with with my lifting routine, and and not shooting my bow for for a period of time. Um, it's still it, I, like I I I know the feeling that you just described. And uh, trust me, you're still going to feel that. Uh, you you need to train those muscle groups specifically in the motion of pulling a bow back. And there's really no way to do that without pulling your bow back or using a product like the AccuBow that is simulating those, those exact motions of pulling your bow back. Right. So, right. So on Instagram, you talked about how important, how important it was for you to personally run your social media, um, at AccuBow. I know you guys have a huge following now on Instagram. So why is that so important to you? 
It's important to me because, um, you know, I think a lot of businesses have in their minds uh, these days that, uh, so so everyone talks about the value of social media, right? From a business, like if we want to talk about business standpoint, right? Uh, everyone talks about the value of social media. Um, and a lot of companies think, well, okay, yeah, so social media is like really valuable. We need to be doing it. We need to be staying on top of it. And um, they get in this, they get in this business mindset or this company mindset where we're going to try and figure out a way to efficiently, efficiently automate our, our social media processes. So we don't have to worry about that too much. You know, we'll do it because everyone says that we're supposed to be doing it. But, um, you know, we, it's, it's going to be too hard, you know, for like, let's talk about an owner's standpoint, the owner's thinking, or the CEO's thinking, yeah, you know, we need to have social media marketing, but let's find a way to automate it so that, um, so that it, it's, it's not too much of a burden to us. Right. But, but people are slowly seeing through that. People are slowly going, uh, gravitating away from uh, accounts that they realize are, you know, automated, or they don't have a face that they can connect to the the account, or they don't have uh, a go to person that they can relate with through that account. So then it just becomes like more like a billboard account for that company or that brand or whatever. And, um, you know, social media is changing. It's ever evolving companies that thought they could get away with automating their social media pages. Um, they, they're going to be left in the dust. Nobody wants to follow an automated account. You know what I'm saying? That's not what social media, that's not what social media was originally created for. And that's not, uh, that, that whole, um, that whole thought process with social media is, is going to be left in the dust here pretty soon. And I have ran our social media pages from day one. Um, I've ran our social media pages specifically so that I feel like our customers can can make a personal connection to our brand. Uh, and so that if they have questions, I can I can directly help them out because who's going to be able to automate the personal help that I want to give to our customers? Who, who's going to be able to automate that better than me? You know what I'm saying? I can't put yeah. somebody, I can't put somebody in that position to answer some of those, some of those questions that people have. Uh, you know, I, I just simply don't want to make that sacrifice of, of doing that to our customers, our followers. Um, I want them to follow. I want them to feel like they're following our story. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want to have a deep connection with our customers to where if they need something, they feel like they can reach out directly to the owner myself. They could shoot a message to our page. I'm going to see that and I'm going to be able to help them out directly. Um, and I, I think that a lot of big, big businesses are shooting themselves in the foot by going away from that or trying to make things easier on themselves. Um, they, there's, there's one thing that you can't automate in business, in my opinion, and that's your connection with your customers. Um, there's just, if you try to automate it, you're, you're going to just not have a connection with your customers. Right. Right. Um, and, and honestly, it's fun for me. I I like being able to have a a vehicle where I can talk about, um, archery and bow hunting. Cause, cause these are things that I love. Right. So to me, it doesn't feel like, like 
a whole lot of work, you know, just basically showing people what I do, how I live my life, how our, how I run our company, how our company grows that, that we want to grow together with our audience. Uh, and then what I do for my own personal bow hunting preparations and, and throughout, throughout the season where I'm hunting, why I'm hunting, how I'm hunting, everything I want, I want to, I just want to lay it all out there on the table and that's fun for me, you know? So, um, that's kind of why I, I take it upon myself to just stay in charge of all of our social media pages. I, I just, I look at it from a, from a customer perspective and someone that is looking to buy an Acubo, that just gives me so much more reassurance that if, Hey, if I have an issue, you know, if, if this, if it, if something's wrong with this, this accessory doesn't work, I can reach out to someone personally that's going to care about what I say in the DMS and they're probably going to do their best to assist me as a customer. And that, that to me is invaluable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's one of the beauties of social media. I don't think it's a burden for companies. I think companies should look at, I think they should look at it as an opportunity to help service their customers, make a deeper connection and not look at it so much as a, a job or an inconvenience that, oh shoot, now we gotta, you know, we gotta deal with customer service through our Instagram page. You know what I'm saying? I think they should look at it as, as an opportunity to, to, uh, build a, a more trusted following, so to speak, or, or a more, um, um, loyal customer base. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you use the analogy of Nike and you're right. I don't follow Nike on Instagram. I don't really care what's going on with them. Cause the thing is, if I see a Nike shoe and I'm like, Hey, what, what does this thing, if I message them, Hey, what does this feel like on the inside? You know, what's different about this sole? I'm not going to get a message back from Nike and they, no they could, they could care less, you know, but the difference between that and you guys is if someone messages you, you know, and you message back, that might be the difference between them buying an Acubo and them not, you know? Yeah. So, and, and, and it's not to say that it's not to say that, look, if someone, the chances are, there's not a question that someone can ask me if it's specifically related to our products that, I, that I haven't gotten it before. So for me, it's super easy to respond. You know, I, I, pretty much have an answer for everything. You know, if it's a simple question, uh, it, sometimes it's as easy as me, uh, copying and pasting something that I said to somebody else, uh, to just answer the same question. Um, so, you know, the, like you relate it to, to Nike, like, you know, if you're, if you're asking a simple question about their product, chances are they've gotten that question a hundred times over. Um, you know, it, it's, it's unfortunate that, that you and I both know, like, you're probably not going to get a response to, to that question. But uh, I think they're really losing out because chances are it's probably a very simple answer. And that goes back to your thing of laziness and just not willing to connect with the customers the, uh, in that way. Yeah, that's kind of what sucks about some of the bigger brands and how they're operating their, their social media channels. And honestly, um, I think that uh, that strategy and, and what they're doing um, – with that is going to uh it's going in the long run it's really going to hurt them and if they don't you know if if companies don't adapt and realize that hey people are going to look at social media as a way to entertain customer service um you know they're going to fall behind i think the yeah. companies that that start doing it now and and start uh looking at it as a way to 
connect with their customers instead of it being an inconvenience that they just have to do because someone says, Hey, yeah, you got to be doing social media with your company. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be too late. So segueing back here into Acubo, um, the actual product. So what's next for you guys? And what's exciting you about the future? Um, yeah, so, you know, the, the app development, um, we talked about that a little bit. That was, that was several years in the making. And, um, the cool thing is, is that now that, now that we have, excuse me, now that we have the app available and that we've, we've created and launched the, the platform, uh, it's been a lot easier for us to, uh, expand on it. So, right. So it was the, the biggest, the biggest challenge for us was building that initial platform, uh, with the app and, and, uh, now that we have it, it's really easy for us to expand on it. So um, ultimately, I see the app turning into uh, our own little community space where, you know, people can actually uh, go head to head. And, uh, you know, we've got community leaderboards. And um, obviously, we're going to continue uh, to improve things, just simple things like graphics and um, realistic animal movements. Um creating more environments. I think uh, if you compare 2018 uh, Acubo 2018 app to the, to the uh, Acubo 2019 app, it's like, it's like night and day, you know? So just, just that one year transformation, we were able to do a lot of different things with that, with the app. And uh, so I'm excited for just continuing to expand and elaborate and, uh, you know, increase the, the com- complexity and realism of the app system. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. Um, and then as far as product development is concerned, we've got, uh, we definitely have some, some new products in the pipeline that we're going to be adding to our line. Um, I can't really talk about those right now, uh, but some of them, some of them are actually uh, new, new product categories that we're getting into. Uh, so, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, you know, being able to establish, uh, being able to, to establish what we have with Acubo has kind of opened up some doors for us to expand on future product development and, and, uh, product lines. Actually one product that I can talk about, we're going to, uh, we're going to be coming out with a release, um, in probably 2020. And, uh, I'm really excited about the release because, um, I've had some, so, so I've got a specific release style that I like. And um, in talking with uh, some other people, I, I found uh, one of my good friends, Adam Greentree. He also shoots a similar style release. And, and we seem to come to uh, very similar agreements on what we like, our, how, what we like in our release. And um, we both shoot um, hook releases with a uh, kind of like a laid back trigger. And um, so anyways... The two of us were working together, uh, Adam and I, on putting our heads together to to design a release that that we are both going to use in the field and um, that we both, you know, love and and uh, swear by. And um, we're gonna put it together. I'm excited because I I, I I'm excited to use it myself. Um, but we feel like there's gonna be a a pretty big interest uh, amongst other people that may want to use. Uh, the same release as well. So we're, we're going to, um, we're going to put that out there and, and, uh, we'll see, we'll see what that leads to. Maybe it, maybe it lead, leads into a full line of releases that, that we offer. Uh, but it's a starting point and I, I'm excited to not only use it myself, 
existing releases out there and changing that and improving it right so if you if you can ultimately solve somebody's problem or make something better or change something you know you've got you've got some sort of business on your hands or potential product on your hands right so that's all we're doing with that that's great. So, I mean, that, that's exciting. Uh, I'll be definitely be looking out for that in the future. So, if someone wants to, if someone wants to get an Acubo, they're interested in this technology. Um, where can they get one? Um, Acubo.com is uh, the place that I would go. Uh, deal directly with us. If you ever need anything, we service you directly. Uh, we've got our full product line there. So, um, we've got we've got more on our website than what you may find anywhere else uh whether it be in stores or the internet um i would say acubo.com is the place to go and then uh the acubo instagram page and the acubo facebook page are great great vehicles to not only con connect with me directly but you know follow along with what we've got going on we try to we try to do two things with our page we try to make it educational and we try to make it entertaining right so um it, our our pages are are not meant to push products our social media pages they're they're meant to educate our audience uh entertain and i i guess going along with that basically just following along with our with our story you know with 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 the person behind who started this whole mess which would be me <laughs> that's awesome well, man, I that pretty much wraps it up for me. Um, I really, really appreciate you jumping on with me. And I look forward to talking to you in the future when some more Acubo stuff comes out. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you having me, Christian. And uh, it was good chatting with you. And uh, yeah, I'll uh, look forward to maybe we could do this again once things uh, once we things develop or we got some new things coming. And uh, man, if you just want to talk bow hunting, I'll be happy to do that with you as well. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We're going to be giving away a premium on X membership. If you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast, you'll be entered. We're going to get 100 people on the reviews. We're going to be giving that away. I think it's a $99 value, and it will give you access to all 50 states. Thank you guys so much for listening, and get ready for the next episode.